Welcome to Sister Hack. Do you crave candid conversation? And are you curious about how others deal with the details of work, home, family, and everything in between? Well, sisters Hannah and Rachel have conversations about the unspoken dynamics that drive our everyday lives. And we have more in common than you think. So when you listen to Sister Hack, you too can share hacks and laughs that help make this convoluted life a little funnier and a little more clear. So now introducing Hannah and Rachel. What's up, everyone? It's Rachel. And Hannah. We are hacking in um, separately today for this introduction. However, our interview is in person, but when we were together, we were simply too tired. (laughs) I think what's funny is that um, our interviewee, who we'll introduce later, had the most intense microphone that we've used before. And um, so I'm guessing this sound quality of cell phone to cell phone is going to sound dramatically better when we get to the actual interview. So yes, bear with us. Bear with us. The yin and the yang, I like to say. I've never said it before, but I'm starting now. What's our topic today, Hannah? We are talking about independent lessons. Independent lessons. It's a made-up word, something um, that's common to our everyday vocabulary. Carry on. Well, you know, yes, I I will take full credit, but I made it up. (laughs) And actually, I think it's a great word because it talks about this transition in life that really has no age um, and really has no quantifying characteristics where you can say now she's independent or she's still an adolescent um sometimes i feel like we're always still in that ever going transition right totally so and i feel that way too i especially with particular things um but you know i'd like to think that i'm more on the independent side than adolescent. But anyway, I have some, we all would. I have a couple of questions. I know you have a couple for me too. We don't know what they are. Just kind of sharing a bit about ourselves and this transition from adolescence to independence. Um, So Hannah, what is something that you get excited to buy that you would have never considered exciting as a kid? Oh my goodness. This is such a great question uh, because you have to like stop in the moment and be like, am I really checking for that Amazon package that I bought yesterday? That was a box of all natural cleaners. That's <laughs> and exciting. Answered, yes, I am. I'm looking out the window and I'm just waiting for those cleaning supplies to get here because you know what? It hits on a couple of my um, exciting points, which is one, cleaning supplies and two, all natural. Rachel jokes that I've become a hippie since I've come to Austin, and you know I'm just embracing it, um, leaning into it, if you will. So that's my answer: cleaning supplies. Do you have? That's a great question. So I'm just gonna throw it back. It's at who you are. Mine, but. I I have this really vivid memory of the first time I graduated college in 2013, and I have this really vivid memory of the first. Um, Broom. <laughs> Couldn't think of the word. <laughs> broom. <laughs> that. Well, and technically this is cheating because mom came to visit and being the sweet lady that she is, noticed I needed things like 
broom dusting spray like that kind of stuff and she went and bought it for me (laughs) so maybe this isn't a good example but I just remember like okay I'm an I'm an adult now because I own a broom and you lived in an apartment off campus whereas I lived in the dorms for all four years of my college career so that transition really hit me hard once I graduated I was married and then I was like holy cow I have to cook dinner every night I have Zero idea how to cook dinner. Yeah, that's a really night, good point. Let alone seven nights a week. You got to be kidding me. I I I don't even know what to where to start here. So when you live off campus in college, it really helps with that transition. I would say. One hundred percent. All right, sis. Um, this question is geared toward right after college when you entered the workforce, um, but you've been in the workforce, I guess, for a little while now. So what's an area that you've really grown in since you started working full-time to now? Ooh. Mm. Okay, so I'm still working on this, but um, (laughs) (laughs) not everything is a big deal. (laughs) That's what I would say. I think when you first start with your job you're really concerned um about each and every part of what you're doing because you want to do a good job but you're also still learning like what what you are doing and so you're it's you're a little more sensitive and I definitely look back at my time my first couple of years professionally and whoo yikes <laughs> just kidding well, but I, I would totally overreact I think about some things and now um, I'm able to just kind of okay you know take it for what it is and um, I think that's a big part of just kind of maturing in your role is a more of a steady approach yeah and I do think we really develop a thicker skin um, as the years go on perhaps I had a more quick introduction to thick skin development as I taught high school students and they can be pretty critical. Um, But this was a great learning lesson that happened to me yesterday with my um, college students that are going to be future teachers. They were leading a group of middle schoolers that was on campus and we had kind of a panel and one of my college students was like, look at this question I got. And I was like, what does it say? And she was like, well, it says, do you have a hairline? And we all just laughed because it was like completely rude. Um, had nothing to do with the prompts that we gave them. Do but you have like, a hairline? Okay. Do you have a hairline? Like what? Like <laughs> she just had her hair in a ponytail. I, I have no idea. Oh wow, why. that's bogus. So it was just it was like rude. But then when you're in front of kind of this adolescent audience all the time, you start to be like holy cow, I really have developed a thick skin because whatever these guys say to me, like maybe I can cry about it later, but right now I just got to pretend like it doesn't affect me. And yeah. the more you smile through it, then, you know, th- that becomes your reality. It doesn't actually affect you. 
This reminds me of a time when I was visiting you in Austin and the same preschool that um, Hannah's kids go to. Our friend is a teacher in the middle school. And I remember going up to say hi to Leah in her classroom. And I think, is it eighth grade students? Yeah, eighth, um, grade. eighth, grade, eighth grade. They all turned to the door frame and were just kind of looking at us and laughing. And I really wanted to relate to them. So um, I just did a dab. <laughs> I remember dabbing about something. I remember that as well. That and was like they, yeah. I thought they would laugh because I was clearly making fun of myself. And they laughed, but it was like a, like, a making loser. fun of me laugh rather than like, wow, that was honorable. So, um, yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean with the thick skin there. Okay. My, my second question for you what would you say um, is a sure sign of maturity that you see in someone who is living in the transition from like adolescence to independence? What do you observe as a sure sign of maturity? Oh, I have a great answer for this one. It's ownership. Um, as soon as college students start to take on the ownership for maybe some of their own shortcomings instead of um, always looking to, you know, blame the class or blame their sleep schedule or their roommate or their current situation. It's like they have that maturity to be like, and here's where I could improve. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Because not only does it show that you are reflective on some of your weak weaknesses and your gaps maybe in your talents, um, but that's the first step in being able to repair the shortcomings or to work on the shortcomings is to actually admit that you have shortcomings in the first place. Yeah. Um, and it honestly, it's, it's something that, um, takes time and that thick skin to develop. And then just a more, just like kind of that realistic perspective on life that like, yeah, I'm going to mess up. And in fact, failing is one of the best things mm -hmm. that can happen to me. I think ownership applies to every like stage of transition though cuz you could think about okay being becoming a parent you're a little more sensitive to doing things right or wrong and then later on when you own your mistake you know when you own probably things you could have done differently as a parent or even as a professional or a relationship, or a relationship. Yeah, yep mm -hmm. um 100% love it but yeah definitely something that takes uh takes a big mature person to do in the scope of of college when you know big things are when it's coming down to big things at the end of a semester like we kind of are now it's where I've really recognized the difference between group A of students and group B of students right exactly. um, all right sis so we allude to this in the interview that maybe some things we just never want to be independent of or on our own doing can you give me any examples from your own life? Love that. Um, <clears throat> yes, I can. Um, I, I don't want to be independent or on my own for yard work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind yard work when it's nice out, but we had our first big snow in early November <clears throat> which is um here in Ann Arbor which is a little earlier and 
bigger than usual is about I think it was like 10 inches at least all in one day and I thought to myself you know Kyle's got this went and bought the boy a shovel he had just he had just gotten some snow boots which was great we got a great found a great deal at DSW talk about things to be excited about um as an adult that you're not excited about as a kid and I said get to work I said get to work I'll make dinner you go out there. You get out there. I just think there's some things that I don't want to be responsible for, and that's probably one of them. And that's probably pretty common, but um, I think, too, another thing that I really struggle with, I don't know if everyone feels this way, I do love cooking, but I don't want to be solely responsible for, like, all of food, all food intake, like, you know, right. like, you decide what we're having tonight, or you decide, you know, like, what, I don't know. That's another one. Well, I think there's a delicate balance of being a married woman in this day and age because we really um, have seen a different generation kind of model typical male roles and typical female roles. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but for me personally, I like to play it both ways where it's like, no, I'm an independent woman. I'm going to do this. And then it's like, get out there and shovel. That's a man's job. Yeah, totally. Wow, I did. I totally just did that too. We could do a whole podcast on gender roles. Yeah, and maybe yeah, we shall. Heck yes. Hack, hack yes. The men should be shoveling. Oh, I will never forget when Zach was out of town for the Boston Marathon, which is in April. So, mind you, another very odd time for a huge snowstorm. But in Wisconsin, we had one. I had the three kids alone. I had a trunk full of groceries. And I was like, I just got to power up this driveway. Zach will be home tomorrow. He can shovel it tomorrow. I just got to get in. And lo and behold, I got stuck like one foot. Oh, no. <laughs> so I, I load in Ava and Jonah into the house to get him down, unload all the groceries. And I go out there and shovel, da, 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 da. And I don't know what got into me, but I was like, I decided that that night I was going to take a pregnancy test because I just felt like, you know, you know, some things weren't happening and you never know. So I did. And I found out I was pregnant by myself oh after my God. that whole night. And I was like, wow, what is my life? Um, <laughs> Talk about claustrophobic. That's how I would just, feel yeah. in that moment. <laughs> Very memorable, though, that I will never memorable. forget. Shoveling. That's a word. Shoveling and saying, never doing this again. <laughs> Uh, and you didn't you probably haven't done it again since nope now my kids have to stay inside for recess when it's 40 degrees Mm. so yeah that's a new thing um but yeah anyway i'm really (laughs) excited uh to dig into this a little bit more with a guest who is uh college age getting ready to transition to graduation next steps and also happens to be our producer if we have a producer you know the person who puts the podcast online so with that let's get into the interview okay welcome to sister hack we are back and we are excited to interview a student a friend and actually also our sister hack editor and yes an acquaintance for some friend and student for others um yes rachel and our guest connor um, they met outside my office today. I was the last one here, so they got to know each other. But I think we'll soon be friends, Connor. What, what do you think? Am I allowed to talk? 
Welcome. Good to see you. Connor, um, this is a big question for Connors. Is it Connor with an O or Connor with this with an E? Connor with a C. Is <laughs> the most important. No, it's C O N N O R. Okay. Is uh, the double O. Spell. That's yeah. strong. Yeah. You know. It's couple. It's Connor. Yes, it's Irish. Oh. So it's actually in uh, or Gaelic, or Celtic, mm-hmm. or one of those. But it's definitely an Irish name. And the origin of my name means wolf lover or dog lover. And, oh, wow. and I do does that dogs. accurately it describe is, you? Okay. Wow. Love, dogs. love how that works out. How do you feel out. about wolves? I'd like to pet one. Oh, okay. Cool. I think Hannah means grace. To be determined if that that is true. And Rachel means beautiful. Yeah, and sheep. Uh oh. I'd better steer clear <laughs> the wolf. <laughs> Um, we are interviewing Connor today not only because he's awesome, but because our topic is independence, which is a word that I made up. But it is um, clear that many of our listeners are in college, fresh out of college, like my friends. Just kidding, we've been out for a while. Um, work at a college. Work at a college. And there's that weird time when you're kind of still in adolescence and you're kind of still independent. And is the ultimate goal actually to be independent or is it to, um, you know, be able to be financially independent? All these little topics that we want to cover with somebody who is in that stage of life right now. Connor, you're a senior? Yes. And victory lap? Fifth year senior. He's a fifth year senior. living the dream. Recently, he spoke at The Refuge and he started out his talk. The Refuge is kind of our... um, contemporary student worship at Concordia, Texas, and he opened up the talk with saying, hi, I'm Connor. I'm old. (laughs) Old with an O. Because I'm 23. All these people are like 18, 19 years old. Right. What a gap. I was hooked at old, and then I just listened the rest of the time. (laughs) Um, So, Connor, since you're our editor, you know how this works. We start out with a hack yeah, hack no. Heck yes! Bring it on. If you agree with it, Heck yeah. If it doesn't apply, heck no. You can elaborate a little bit. It's up to you. Some guests do, some guests don't. You know, it's kind of a people's choice thing. So first one for independent lessons, heck yeah or heck no. Have a consistent allowance from your parents while you're in college. Like, like, if heck yes, if I think that's a good thing or if I have that. Um, if you think it's a good thing. You don't have to. Ooh, I mean, oh, there's heck yes. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Because, like, I, don't, I, th- I think it depends on, on who you are. Because I grew up, I never had an allowance growing up. Yeah. Um, I've saved up all my money from, I worked three jobs in high school, and I'm still riding off of that. Wow. Um, with just, like, with my, with my bank account. But, Five um, years later. Yeah. <laughs> Where <laughs> but, did you work? <laughs> Seriously. Well, three jobs. Oh. But I also do, like, my, I have... And I guess allowance-wise, like, I have uh, my parents help me pay for gas for groceries. So, like, I have, like, an emergency credit card that I often don't use for emergencies. I use it for free birds often. And my mom does often call. burrito place. It is fantastic, yeah. Do you have them up there? No, we don't have them in in Michigan. It's kind of Qdoba, Chipotle-esque. Build your own burrito. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Sorry to interrupt. Oh, you're so good. Just interpreting. I, I think... Depending on your financial circumstances, yes, because there are plenty of people who are working two jobs right now, um, 
or who are, which I'm just throwing out my friend Hannah, uh, is working at, is working two jobs right now. Um, not she's me. crushing it. No, not <laughs> Hannah Meineke. Uh, a different Hannah, whose name I will not announce for confidentiality purposes. But yeah, I think last, so. Last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, okay. So right. next one, Connor. Connor. Um, heck yes or heck no, there's no such thing as too many extracurricular activities. Heck yeah. Again, it's... There can be too many. Yeah. Or... No, heck yeah. Oh, there's yeah. no such thing. Yeah, heck yes. Like, heck there, yeah, there is no, no such, such thing. thing. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, for, for, for me, I mean, because I'm involved in worship, like, uh, like the student worship mm-hmm. here. I'm involved in student activities. I mascot. I'm on the track team. Um, you mascot? Oh, yeah. I'm the, I, I mascot. I like here. how he uses that a, a verb. I mascot. I'm I mascot here. Mascot it up. <laughs> but um, again, I think it's all all up for not interpretation, but depending on who you are. Some people thrive on just being involved. Some people can't handle um, classes and a job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, for me personally, I'm pr- I'm fairly extroverted, so I like to get out and do and do a lot of things because I feel like a sense of accomplishment belonging and purpose when I'm able to like actually get out and do things. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's a very that. mature response. Okay, hack yeah or hack no. In the college scene, students should reach out to professors more than professors reach out to students. Hack maybe. Hack perhaps. Oh. Hack perhaps. perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> um. Let's high five Connor. Oh, that was awesome. a good one. Perhaps. Matt, I didn't Perhaps. think of it. Hack, hack yes and hack no. I think it is the responsibility when a student, because um, I mean, a lot of times, like I just walk into your office and I'm like, "What's up?" Or right. like I walk into Dr. Antrim. Shout out Joanne. Um, I walk <laughs> no into her office. No confidence. <laughs> Professors don't get any confidence. I, I, I walk into her office and I'm just like, "How's it going?" And I mean, there are times when I walk in and I actually need something, and right. there are times when I walk in and I'm just like. How's your day going? Not for like, I'm only getting to know you because I want you to help me out, but it's just like, let's develop a relationship because the more that we have a relationship, the more I feel you're willing to work with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it also is the responsibility of a professor um, to reach out. Like, you've done a good job of reaching out to me. Well, thank you. Yeah. Of just sh- like, how, does sh- how does Professor <laughs> Meineke, Dr. Meineke, reach out to you? Uh, the last time she, she emailed me, she's like, can you come to my office? And I was like, what did I do? And she's like, you know, I'm, I'm like, she's like, I'm worried about you. And I'm like, why? And she goes, well, all the education majors are freaking out, and you're not. <laughs> well, just kind of like, are you doing your stuff? Are you not doing your stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like I'm terrified know, for you. It was yeah. like, yeah. it was like, like let's make. Sure I know I'm, too much about what everyone else is doing, and not enough about what you're yeah. doing. So I mean, I mean, there, there's a sense of relationship right there. Like, that. not not that you have to like just barge in. Right. Um, and consistently be like, what are you doing, what are you doing? But I think there is um, a sense of um, not like accountability in a way. Like the professor, I think a professor's job is to hold students accountable, um, to challenge them, but also to care for them in a way. And I think it's the student's job um, in a way when they see the professor or any faculty of any sort, you know, when they're not doing things correctly or when they see like there's a flaw, like you, you do there's a sense of accountability on mm-hmm. either side. Which, I mean, I suck at conflicts. I'm not going to walk in and just be like, 
you're not doing this right. That's what other right. people in the education program are for. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like wow. the other. Oh. The other students, yeah. Oh. They're the ones who need no, to. No, I think he means that's what the other employees need to do for each other. Is that what you meant? No. Okay. No. Throw a little shade. You know what? Students. Let's not. We're not going to go shade. We're not going shady. Not we're keeping okay, it above board. I'm just saying I'm not a conflict. I, I, I not a conflict tend guy. to avoid conflict, mm. which I'm learning more about. So yes. I'll let the conflict people deal with the conflict. I when love there that. Is, You're more there. of a Connor. A piece. Non-con. Yeah. Okay. Save it for hash it Last out. hack. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Last hack yes or hack no, Connor. College is more about growing up than getting a degree. I want to say hack, hack perhaps again. Oh, wow. So these are good ones. Or yeah, saying. these are fantastic. Because, like, I don't know. I've listened to a lot of the episodes, and I think they're, the, the, this one is full of more up for perspective. Because I've done a lot of learning in the past, in my five years of college. I started college yeah. at 18, um, well, as most people do. Um, <laughs> I started in Louisiana uh, at McNeese State University. Go Pokes. Um, and um, I don't know. I would say that I'm in a much different sta- stage of life. I've learned, I've learned way much more through Concordia than I did at my time at McNeese. But ultimately, just because I think my heart, my soul, and my head were not in a place where I don't know I've done, I've done a lot more learning since okay. coming here so there's there's a and sense not necessarily of, academic yeah oh wait I've done way more learning about myself and how I operate right and how to like be in relationship with people and how to manage time and manage money and manage faith and spirituality and, and emotions and all that like I've started doing like going to counseling which is fantastic I think everybody should see mm-hmm. a counselor I agree um, I don't but I agree yeah. <laughs> I should Especially in college. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely in college. I totally agree with that. But then also, you know, when it comes to the college degree, yes, you are here to get a degree. You're here to, um, you know, get an education, to start building a network of, um, you know, putting yourself out there. As my father, Dale, always says, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Ooh. Which, again, that's a hack, perhaps. Like, Ooh. you, yeah. you got to know things. There's a hack. But that. you also... Yeah, you got to know people too. So, um, I mean, you go to college to learn what your career path, um, unless you're getting a degree in underwater basket weaving or something like that. Where, <laughs> um, which, in my, there, there are degrees out there like where you have to do more. Like as as an education major, you know that's pretty straightforward of what I'm going to do. Right. But like if you're doing a degree in like kinesiology, you know, there's not a degree out there as a kinesiologist. It's going to translate into something else. Yeah, like you get it, you you do you go somewhere with it. It's not like a very straightforward path. Yeah. So, um, and those soft skills are important. Yeah. So I, I'm both ways. You yes. go to college to learn how to grow as a as a person. You go to college to learn how to grow um, career wise, yeah. economically. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow, you're wise. Yes, he is. And I think you're more toward the independent than adolescent, in my opinion. It, yeah, and we'll I'm ask him about, to measure that later. Okay. I don't know. I know I've known you about 20 minutes, so that's where I am right now, but Bring we'll see where we are. I think, too, yeah, we could go into a whole other podcast about, like, the value of college because um, people are questioning it. I mean, it's, it's, it's an expensive endeavor, and perhaps it's not for everyone. But what we do know is that these are fundamental years, and what are you going to be doing with these changing fundamental years? Um, and is there something to be said about college for developing those independent skills um, versus maybe a different environment? 
but let's jump into some questions. You really elaborated on your answers. We like that. Let's jump into some questions. I apologize for taking so long. Go ahead. No worries. If I don't make it to chapel, you know, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so. Can host it in here. Recently, yeah, we'll have chapel in here. Recently, like I said, at the refuge, you did a talk, and it, a lot of it was about roommate tension. So tell us about the adjustment from living at home to living with roommates. Uh-huh. And I want to know specifics. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, my first, so through, when I got into high school, my sisters were both in college by that point, so I spent four years by myself. Um, so I learned really how to just seclude and isolate. At home. Yes, at home, like like with my parents. And then when I first got into uh, um, college, my first roommate, his name was Zuri. He was from North Korea. Oh, no, South Korea. Um, <laughs> he's not from North Korea. He was from South Korea. And our our relationship started off as we had a conversation one time, and then the re- the next, like, six months, he would walk in the room. We'd make eye contact, do the little head nod, like the, what's up? And then that was the extent of our relationship. And then he dropped out, and then I had a room to myself again for the entire second semester of my freshman year. And then coming here, I had my roommate Isaac, um, one of my best friends now, so it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he and I never had any conflict whatsoever. He's just super easygoing. I'm super easygoing. So um, we just joked a lot, and there was never really any issue um, about living together. Um, and then... Uh, since my junior year, so from 2017 up until now, um, I have had roommates in, in two separate apartments, and now I live in a townhome with them, uh, with Paul Engelhardt. Sounds fancy. Oh, it's very nice. Paul's dad makes a lot of money, and he <laughs> bought his house. <laughs> a lot of name dropping here. Yeah, a lot of So I live with Paul and Bo, and... Um, I got lunch with Bo's mom a couple months ago, and I was just telling her, I said, Bo is fantastic practice for what it looks like to be married. Oh, wow. Because on paper, he and I should not be friends. We are so, I mean, we operate, uh, like, really similar to, similarly in a lot of ways, and in a lot of ways, we're so different. Um, so, yeah, if that answers the question. No, like, I think Rachel meant specifics, like, what are some tensions? Oh, tensions? Different than being at home, you know? Oh, um, I mean... Yeah, like your mom... Oh, wow, I just gave you a whole lot of not answering no, your questions. No, that's like, all right. Like, people want to know the deets. Bo, like, move... Like, does he leave his shoes out in the living room? I and do. And then you trip over them? I'm or? the one who leaves things out. Bo's the one who notices the hair on the floor, the How rice on the counter. The clean yeah, he's... Yeah. I, I think I'm a little bit more for order. So, like, I notice when things are out of place, but yeah, things don't, don't bother me bother as much. Yeah. yeah. He just, like, he has to be so patient with us. Um, and how do you handle that differently with a friend than a family member? I mean, it's honestly more communication with the friend. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, growing up, like, when my mom would tell me to do something, I would just go do it. And so now that, I mean, Bo and I are the same age. We've lived together for a couple of years. He's, I mean, I see him as a brother. Um, it's now like there's almost, you know, tension or conflict whenever it's like, hey, can you do this? And I'm like, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, well, why don't you do it? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> you a lot do of, it, Bo. And a lot of times, a lot of times he's like, you know what? Paul Maybe I will do it. <laughs> What's his name? Engelhart. Ah, darn it. <laughs> oh, you all sat at them. But, um, <laughs> No, it's, it's, it takes, a, we've, I mean, I, I said this in my message, like, Bo and I have almost, like, lost our friendship. Right. To, mm-hmm. um. It happens with roommates in yeah. college. 
yeah. little things. Yeah. I think Dishes. people advise against rooming with your best friend mm-hmm. for that reason. I don't advise against it. You advise for it. Oh. I advise Heck yes. for it. Heck yes. Room with Heck your best yes. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, it teaches you, like, you know, lo- like you love them because they're just so goofy and you've had so many great memories with them. And then you move in with them and you spend every second of your life almost with them. And then that's when it becomes, you know, love is a choice. Where um, yes. yeah. you choose Bo every day. Yeah, I have to choose Bo. <laughs> I have to ch- wake up and choose Bo. And Do you Bo- choose Paul? Oh, I choose Paul all the oh, time. Oh, wow. Because Sounds we're all like you have a nice sitch. The, but, um, but it doesn't mean it's easy because a lot of times they have to choose me more than I have to choose yeah, them. Because right. I, th- I think I'm a little bit more difficult to live with. Mm. So self awareness. Yeah. I, I know. appreciate that. Isn't that great? Okay. Connor. Connor. Do you feel totally independent? If so, why? And if not, what would it take? Ooh, totally independent. Um, in, I'd give it like a 60-40. 60% independent. Oh, Cause okay. I'm, I, I mean, I'm fairly good at knowing what I need to get done. Um, a lot of times I wait till the last second to get it done, such uh-huh. as this podcast, which is needs to be edited today, and I probably won't start it until later this afternoon right um so that's one part point thanks for telling us yeah (laughs) but that's what's happened every time that's open communication yeah that's right yeah Yeah. so what do you so where 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 does the 40 percent gap close then um i mean there's still a reliance on my on my parents which i'm blessed with so Mm -hmm. like my parents are helping me pay for school they're helping me pay for gas for um the occasional meal for groceries Mm -hmm. um and so there's like, I mean, I'm not financially independent yet. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I don't know what that looks like. So I think I'm independent a lot when it comes to, um, I mean, for me, even it's just like, o'clock. thank you, computer. Um, <laughs> in case you guys didn't know, it's not 10 o'clock. It is 10 o'clock. Chapel, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let's it's fine. That's uh, fine. Um, I mean, when it comes to, yeah, financially, I wouldn't consider myself independent, but emotionally, um, I find myself very independent because I'm just learning a lot about like how to communicate and 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 live my life. Essentially, uh, that is a hard question to answer. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I think okay. the sixty forty was you know yeah, pretty straightforward. I'm, I'm sixty forty. You you alluded to your parents and their help. Um, if you think back to high school, you know the step before this, what did they do do well, and is there anything that you wish they would have done differently? I mean, when I got into high school and when my sisters were gone, um, it went from a lot of my mom cooking meals to me making my own food. So oh. it was a How lot of... How was your best meal oh, I, I, that bre- you've done? I, oh, now I, I'm fairly good at making... Um, I like to make like my own home-cooked home fried rice with like oh, brown wow. rice and chicken and some, and some peppers in there. an immediate mouthwater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was your worst meal? I don't think I make bad meals. Oh, wow. I, I don't. Well, I, don't know, I don't know about the self-awareness Kaki there. Kaki Well, no, because they, they take, like, I'm, I my number one go-to meal is I get, like, this really nice, like, chicken that I just toss uh-huh. in the oven, and I'll make it with beans or some pasta or, oh, like, yeah. a salad on the side. It's really good. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not, like, chefing it up or anything. You're just doing I'm, the simple basics, but, they, but they're good. Oh, they, they sustain, yeah. yeah. They sustain. So... They did well by making you cook your own meals kind of a thing? Well, so that, I mean, I didn't start making those meals until I moved into my apartment. Oh. I mean, when I, I didn't, I mean, I, I knew how to boil. I knew how to make, I knew how to boil water and put pasta in there. But, I mean, I was mostly making, like, 
hot pockets and yeah. Chef Boyardee. Right. Typical teen yeah, boy. Yeah, like microwavable foods. Yeah. But I, I sustained off of it. And and not that like my mom all of a sudden stopped cooking. It yeah, was no, just there sure. was a there was a clear decline in yeah. in the food making process in my home. Have you noticed anything that you're like, wow, other people my age know how to do that or other people know how to do that. I wish my parents would have done something differently to help prepare me for that. I mean, other than like, you know, when it comes like fixing a car right. or yeah. budgeting like out f- like y- your your money or, or or taxes or anything of that. Like, I mean, I'm not I'm not like super hands on with things. Like, I'm good at like building things, but I'm yeah. not good at repairing or fixing things. Gotcha. Um, and I think and I don't know if that's like a. I mean, I think that's just up to, you know, your specific desire. My dad's really good at those kind of things. I Dale, was just never right? yeah Dale. He's a good guy. Wow. Um, he said it earlier. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I forgot for a second. I was like, yeah. how do you know? We didn't get a last name, but I assume it's the same as yours. It is. Hans, do you think there's anything that you... For mom and dad that like that we didn't know, I think similarly with the budget stuff, it's hard to sit down and teach that. So it's something that you kind of yeah. have to learn over time. Yeah. What's um, based on what's important to you. Yes. They did a nice job of expressing their values for us that they were in education, and so even though they didn't say school's your job, that was like the feeling that school is your job. So right. do well there yeah, and work hard and to do that. explore what you want to explore, which I think is a great message for people because if they feel like they're put in a box by their parents, a lot of times they'll rebel later or hate mm-hmm. their job later. And so yeah. um, we had nice support in that area. Um, I wish I knew more things like how to fill a nail hole. Yeah, but you know what? They don't really know how to do that either. So a <laughs> nail hole, like when I know now. It's like put some putty in it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like that. those things. Yeah, you know. I think and like you, how to fix a toilet. Yeah. Okay. Oh well. See, and I I learned those kind of things just from watching my dad do it. But like you mentioned, how um you know your parents are pretty good about just letting y'all experience things. I think that's where I like have a fair fairly high sense of independence. Not like independent of I know how to do things. Right. But independent of. Like yeah, like like I'll, I'll go and learn how to do things. Like yeah. I used to be terrified to go to the DMV or the ta- like the yes. Harris County Tax Office to get my new car registration or anything like that. But yeah. now it's like you just like I, I am totally fine with going into a place where yeah. I know I'm not going to communicate with anybody and they're not going to judge me because they don't know me. So there's yes. a sense of insecurity and independence. But well, I think that's not going to be a challenge for children today. Is that we have. Um, parents who are what we would maybe consider in the education world helicopter parents Mm -hmm. a lot of times and they have the ability to do that they know what they want to do for their kids and a lot of times we see that hindering development rather than helping it Mm -hmm. and so it takes a conscious effort as a mom of three young ones to be like they can figure this out on their own you don't need to do everything for them now mine are four two and ten months so I do need to do a lot for them, <laughs> but it's oh, I love them. <laughs> it's that constant reminder that this is better for them this way, yeah. um, which is hard. Okay, Connor, we want you to give us some hacks as specific as possible. This is not philosophical. This is specifics. Yeah. So, college freshman trying to establish a community. How do you make friends? Like literally, do you knock on? your roommate or on your neighbor's neighbor's door do you res life um skateboard and like show your tricks 
Don't tell them all the You know, like, what are your... <laughs> yeah. I want to, like, answer. Like, give me two good ones. Like, yeah, how can a two. freshman make a friend? See, I want to, like, answer a philosophical one. Like, you got to really challenge yourself and step out of your comfort zone. But, like, yeah. that's one thing. I truly think um, find the events that are going on yeah. or join join a club of some sort. Like, yeah. join an organization. Yeah. Like, join those are two very concrete things that you can do. Things. Yeah. And then, like, what about behavior? Like, be funny, be nice, be impressive. Be you. Be you. Yeah, be yourself. Be you. Because I mean, like you can you you can be, you can do all those things, be but Connor. like as soon as soon as people, I don't know, um, yeah, but, well maybe that and be you, like be not you and be you. Yeah, we've said it before on the podcast when we interviewed your, um, one of your favorite pr- professors, Dr. Feaster, but the biggest takeaway you learned when yes. you came to Concordia was be interested, not interesting. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's good. You like that? That's a good Connor? one. Yeah, yeah take it's that. Easy. That's your little takeaway. That's your Put golden that in nugget. Your back pocket. <laughs> yeah. Let's just go right into uh, hash it outs because I feel like we got some really some good, some good ones there. Okay, perfect. All right. So, Connor, he's one of my students, meaning he's going to be a future teacher. And we know his le- first name is Connor, his last name is Trevino, but I changed it to hashtag Connor Teachvino. <laughs> you like that? I do. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, this is based off. I wrote this down while you were talking about your roommates, Paul and Bo. Um, and you said you're so different from Bo. So, hashtag Bo different from so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Wow, on the spot, too. As I mentioned before, Connor is our editor, and this episode's all about independence. So, hashtag edipendence. <laughs> oh, love it. I'm trying to come up with one right now. I got. He's trying to come up with one. It's all right, man. You don't have to compete. Hashtag no conflict. (laughs) That's awesome. Coming up on graduation, and he is moving to independence. Hashtag grown duation. Oh yeah. Grown. Oh yeah. yeah. That one. That that one. Do you have one for us, Connor? I'm trying to think. Normally I can come up with. No, I can't normally come up with on the fly. It's, it's all right, man. You, you can tell me later. I'll. You can edit it well, in. Edit. Yeah, edit it in. You can edit in yourself, however you want to do it. Um, thank you, Connor, for being on Sister Hack. Oh, yeah. I know 930 is probably early for the college. Any shoot. parting words for the yeah. – um, we have a big female listener audience. You yeah. Know, like, what do you want to say to all the ladies and the men? We mm. got men, too. We got men out there. We got men. The, we got ladies. Oh, man. The uh, – the, the, I just learned this. With my counselor, actually. Um, oh, and I kind of knew this, but she just went into great detail. Uh, the female mind is not the same as the male mind. And when it comes to communication and relationship and conflict, you got to be aware that there are there are specific differences. I love that. So, wow. wow. Very good. Just a mic drop at the end here. Mic drop, and we actually have a mic this time, So, but let's not drop it. It's Connor's. Say, this thing is... I'll drop it. Thanks, Connor. Yeah, thanks for being on. Thank you.